Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Here they come on third and five. Wilson, boy, somehow escapes. He's going to run for it. Plenty of green grass. Wilson stays in bounds. He's still going. And he's in. Touchdown. Zach Wilson pulling a magic trick. Down the middle, he's got it. Elijah Moore. The 20, the 10, the 5. Touchdown. Two minutes. Swarmed, swallowed, and sacked. Guess who? You only got one guess. Jermaine Johnson. Here's Brees Hall looking for history. Hall with his 24th straight game with a rushing touchdown into the NCAA record books. Listen. From the playlikeajet.com digital studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And it is time to recap the Jets' preseason opener of the 2022 season. A 24-21 come-for-behind last-second win against the Philadelphia Eagles in Philly with a man who co-founded Jets X Factor, covers the team for that site, and is currently en route home from Philly where he was at the game, Mr. Robbie Sabo. Robbie, what's going on, brother? Oh, get me out of Philly, Scott. <laughs> get me out of Philly. I'm telling you. <laughs> what, it, it, loud, explosion, loud explosions everywhere, cops going nuts. And then uh, what's the over-under on Jets fans and Jamison Bottles for tonight when Zach Wilson went down? What do you think? <laughs> I'd say the over-under is at least three. Did you at least get a cheesesteak while you were there? No, I mean, I actually wanted to. Uh, Pat Sergino is out of taking either, but I just shot the hell out of there. I, I had enough. I don't blame you. It was a rough night, although I'll be honest with you. This ended up being a much more entertaining game than I expected, and certainly much more entertaining than we had any right to expect after what transpired in the first half. 
before we get into everything that went on in the game, we'll talk about what Robert Salas said afterwards too. Let's start with the big story, which of course is Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson threw an interception on the first drive, on the second drive. He escaped what would have been a sack, was running to pick up yardage and hopefully get a first down. He ended up going down, non-contact injury. It looked bad. He limped off the field and everybody immediately was speculating about what it could have been. Nobody knew for sure. And I wish more people would have been willing to admit that because I was talking to a TV producer as this was going on and we were joking about this and it was something that was bothering me. You had plenty of people on Twitter that were coming out and speculating about what it was. Oh, it must have been an ACL. has to be an ACL. He's done for the year. No question about it. And then you had guys that are legitimate doctors that are saying, based on the video footage, this appears to be an ACL or this appears to be a PCL or this appears to be any number of injuries. And that to me is so reckless because you can say the way this went down is consistent with such and such, but we won't know for sure until there's an MRI or until the Jets doctors look at him and we have more information. But to go out and say, I think he's done for the year, this looks like it's such and such injury is crazy. And people got on me because I tweeted out that Dr. Stoller, who comes on the show quite a bit, Dr. Steven Stoller, retired 35-year orthopedic surgeon, who I always ask questions about these kind of things. He said it could be an ACL. It could also be something relatively minor. Without looking at Zach Wilson himself, he couldn't possibly know. We'd have to wait until the Jets staff had a look at him, and then they got the results of the MRI. So I tweeted that out, and people started coming at me saying, oh, wait a hedge, really telling us something. And the whole point is, Dr. Stoller is somebody I go to, not just because he's an expert on such matters, but because he will tell me the truth and he will be honest when he doesn't know for sure and he'll explain why he doesn't know for sure instead of recklessly speculating or pretending like he has the answers. Now, we still don't know. The latest reports are that people think it could be a PCL injury, which is what Wilson had last year. If that's the case, he may miss a few games. He may have to wear a knee brace. We're going to find out more after the MRI. But Robbie, this bothered me because I really just wish that people would stop doing this on Twitter, especially doctors who should really know better. Yeah, there's so many elements to this, and you know how it is. It won't stop. It's it's eyeballs. That's all that matters these days is eyeballs. Quality just gets tossed to the side for get the eyeballs on me first. But, you know, there's so many elements. I'm old enough to remember when once upon a time in a galaxy far, far away, when Mekhi Becton got hurt, was the Jets fans' biggest worry. And uh, boom, suddenly the game of football rears its uh, head again with Zach Wilson. Non-contact, so it looked bad. That's the tricky part. Uh, But you can't speculate. You really can't speculate. The fact that it was the Jets is the reason it blows up. It, this is the biggest media market in the world. This is a passionate fan base. This is New York. So anything really positive or really negative will get exemplified. And it helps get eyeballs and engagement to social media accounts and clicks to links. So Jets fans, you know, their passion is great, but it also hurts them in that area where, you know, the speculation runs rampant and people know this and they take advantage. 
Uh, and that's on top of the normal social media norm, which is just get attention. So listen, if it's the MRI, we'll have to confirm it. Um, I know when Samini and uh, Costello and all the guys got down to the locker room, I was still watching. I, I stayed up there to watch the end of the game. Streveler had me captivated. Mm-hmm. They saw Wilson with no brace on and was limping around and they closed the locker room door. What did that mean? I have no idea. Again, I didn't speculate. I didn't want to say anything on Twitter because you can't do that. And the Jets, especially Salah, does not want to make a mistake, especially with what just happened with Becton. So we still won't find out. Now, Salah said they don't think it's an ACL. They don't think there's structural damage. That'll be weeks instead of a year. But we'll find out. Again, we still don't know for sure. And that's what doctors are for. So if you're a Jet fan, take a deep breath. Uh, put down the bottle, although I think a Jets fan is driving ahead of me because he's swerving all over the road right now. I got to be careful. Um, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. Um, we'll see you on Saturday, Scott. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Diana Rossini of ESPN is reporting that while the Jets will wait for an MRI to get more answers on Zach Wilson's knee situation, sources share the early thought that it could be a PCL injury, more definitive answers coming, but there's hope among the team that it could just be a couple of weeks like you said. Source also added that it's the same knee that Wilson injured last October when he sprained his PCL, which sidelined him for a few weeks. Could be a re-injured PCL. So we'll find out more after the MRI, yep. but that's what's being reported by ESPN. So we shall see. And listen, it it's the Jets. It's the Jets. All these these things happen to them. So fans at the at the first sign of negativity, 
you know, the crap will hit the fan and it'll be the same old Jets all over again. And it was sort of eye rollish in the way that this happened. He throws a pick the first series, comes back, gets hurt, non-con- non-contact injury the second series. So, hey, maybe if they avoided main major danger here, maybe uh, the tide is turning, we shall see. Robbie, one thing I wanted to talk about is, to start with, we already got into Zach Wilson, and now I want to talk a little bit about the defense, because that was something that stuck out to me early in the game. It is just a preseason game, but Jalen Hurts was moving the ball with the Eagles offense with ease early in the game. Gardner Minshew did as well. They were using a lot of screens, and it just seems like the Jets, who had so much trouble defending the screen last year, were having the same exact problem. Jalen Hurts up and down the field without any kind of problem. The only time that it looked like the Jets were going to be able to stop the Eagles and force a punt is when Quincy Williams, who a play earlier had a good tackle on a dump down, ended up hitting Jalen Hurts when he was way out of bounds. And Quincy Williams, to his credit, afterwards told ESPN's Rich Semini that it was a mistake. He misjudged the sideline, and he's going to learn from it. He's got to learn some discipline. We saw some stuff like this last year. I don't want to be too hard on him because, as he said, it's just a mistake and he's going to learn from it. But the overall issue here is that we saw a lot of the same problems this defense had last year. It is still early in the preseason, but that's concerning. I was extremely disappointed in the coverage. As you know, I've been hyping up the secondary and how well they've been communicating. Uh, Now, T.J. Reed wasn't out there. Carl Lawson wasn't out there. So they were missing some of their guys. And the coverages were very vanilla. What they did was very vanilla. They didn't blitz at all, which makes it even more disappointing that they got hurt on screens. Because if you're not blitzing and you're playing vanilla, you should be able to attack the screen extremely well. They did not. Um, Sauce, I thought, was okay. One of the deep passes on on the right sideline was a zone. Uh, I think it was dumped over Sauce. I don't know if it was a three or a two. I, I didn't see the exact scheme. We'll probably see it on Sunday or Monday uh, when the film comes out. But, yeah, Quincy can't make that play. Salah said something after the game. It was egregious. I don't know the exact quote, but he's right. And the the touchdown, Whitehead, peeled off a curl to flat coverage and didn't wrap and hit the tight end, Goddard, but didn't wrap and he stuck into the end. So just very disappointing from a defensive standpoint. They need DJ Reed back big time. Offensively, there wasn't much to this early on. The Jets couldn't really run the ball. They weren't getting much. Michael Carter only had a handful of yards. Brees Hall had one nice run, but really didn't do a heck of a lot either. Later on, LaMichael Pirine did okay, and Bam Knight, who didn't really have an eye-popping average, did end up scoring a touchdown. And this was an interesting game because the first half, the Jets did absolutely nothing. And in the second half, it started out with them not doing a ton either. But once Chris Streveler came into the game, by the way, former CFL Grey Cup champion Chris Streveler, all of a sudden, he started to pick up the offense And they scored two touchdowns late in the game, including Strevler coming back after the Eagles had scored to take the lead with a minute and a half left in the game. Bam Knight set things up with an excellent kick return to get the Jets in a good position. And then Strevler led the Jets down the field effortlessly for a touchdown. There were a couple of really nice passes from Strevler to Lawrence Cager. 
I was making jokes on Twitter about how Chris Trevler is the next Kurt Warner and all these things about him being a legend. But in all seriousness, he provided some really fun moments down the stretch. I don't know that he's necessarily going to be here much longer, but if I were the Jets, I would at least give him a chance to compete against Mike White. Joe Flacco didn't play tonight, by the way, so there was no action from him. It was all Mike White and Chris Strebler after Zach Wilson went down, but this ended up being a really fun battle at the end, and Strebler provided some really nice runs, some good passes. I thought he looked good out there. Now, this could end up being another Brett Ratliff situation. Robbie, I'm sure you remember Brett Ratliff in 2008 before the Jets got Brett Favre. It was a battle between Chad Pennington and Kellen Clemens in training camp. Pennington had looked terrible the year before. Clemens looked even worse. Brett Ratliff looked pretty good in camp and then played well in the preseason with the third stringers. And so all of a sudden, Jets fans were thinking maybe they had a diamond in the rough and people were starting to call for him to get action. And of course, ultimately, they ended up getting Brett Favre. Ratliff never played. He ended up getting traded to the Browns when the Jets traded up for Mark Sanchez yeah. in 2009. And then he didn't do anything. But for that brief fleeting moment, he provided some excitement for Jets fans who really needed it. And Chris Strebler did that tonight. Yeah, I was just going to ask you, where did he go Cleveland after that? But yeah, you just confirmed it. Uh, Strebler, you know, he's a kid you just can't help but root for. You see him as the QB4 in Florham Park just working his ass off. He doesn't get any reps with te- in teams in seven-on-sevens. Never. He never gets a rep. He's there as the fourth quarterback, and you know he's there to play in the preseason. But beyond that, he you see him working after practice, doing certain things, and you see him on special teams in practice. You know, sort of like that uh, Ray Lucas throwback under Parcells, a quarterback on special teams trying to contribute where he can. Uh, So you like that, and I think Brant Boyer likes it. Can he ever, you know, does he have the athleticism to pull it off, the wherewithal, everything you need in terms of tackling? No, probably not. But you like that attitude that he has. He's willing to do anything it takes to contribute to the team and see if he can cut it at uh, at this level. There were a couple of nice moments. We saw Tyler Conklin get a first down when Zach Wilson was still in the game. I think Jets fans are really going to like Tyler Conklin. We've talked about that, Robbie. We saw Denzel Mims get involved. He had a couple of catches. Elijah Moore had a first down on a slant. I mentioned Bam Knight before. He had a really nice kick return, scored a touchdown. I like Bam Knight a lot. I enjoyed his tape watching him out of NC State before the draft. Solid running back, and I think he's a really good kick returner. He was one of the best kick returners in the country. And I know that they have Braxton Berrios, but it's never a bad thing to have more than one option there, especially considering it's the NFL and these guys get hurt. So those were some of the highlights offensively in terms of what we saw. Bam Knight, certainly not going to overtake Brees Hall or Michael Carter, but is it possible that maybe he sticks on the roster as the number three or number four running back? I wouldn't rule it out, especially since he has the ability to play special teams, and we know that that can give a guy an edge if it's close between two players. So what do you think, Robbie? Overall, not a ton of big moments on offense. We talked about Cager and obviously Strebler, but a couple of bits and pieces here and there that were nice. Yeah, I do like Bam Knight. I don't know if I mentioned on on, the, on your podcast last time I was on or somewhere else where I wrote about it, but 
if Coleman, Tevin Coleman's not healthy, he really has a chance to be that third guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing that's working against him is, you know, P. Ryan was drafted. I, I think Douglas won't have a problem and letting P. Ryan go if he, if he believes in Knight a lot more, especially LaFleur believes in him. Uh, but the thing is also, too, if they could probably sneak Knight onto the practice squad. So I don't. I think he's a guy they're not going to want to lose offensively. Yeah, Conklin's going to be a player this year for sure. You can see that a mile away. Uh, nice under the radar fantasy option if Wilson is uh, healthy. Uh, Garrett Wilson, great route. Uh, I think it was the first catch of the night. It was a one-on-one press. I think they were single high, so I would have loved to see a more vertical route, but. Hey, it's the preseason. It is what it is. I don't think they're changing much at the line. Uh, Mike White with good anticipation, solid placement, but the route was phenomenal for a rookie. He just, I don't know who the corner was, but it was a great route. So Garrett Wilson showed some stuff too as well. Uh, and yeah, Zach Wilson, what did he, uh, he converted two, I think two third downs through the air, one to Conklin and another to a wide out. I forget who it was. Elijah Moore. So, uh, oh yes, it was Elijah Moore. Yep. That I'm, I forget what the route was, maybe an in-breaking route, but uh, the pick was ugly. I don't know if he – because I, I didn't have a replay up where I was. I don't know if he looked to the flat first and then came back to the, to the option that got picked off and he didn't see the undercutting defender. I got. I have to look at it again. Blewett said yes to me on Twitter, but um, it was an ugly pick. But other than that, the injury, there was some solid moments. Nothing big going on in the kicking competition. A 26-yard field goal for Eddie Pinero. It's not really going to give him much of an edge, so we'll see where this goes from here. After the game, Robert Salas spoke. Obviously, the big topic was Zach Wilson. Robbie, you were in the press room after the game. What did Robert Salas have to say? He was just very, overall, the tone was very um, noncommittal. Uh, one of the big things, one of the big things that I was worried about was, and I told you, he was knocking on the podium wood all summer long about injuries. Anytime injuries came up and I understand why, because it's plagued this team even before Sala. And then here we go again tonight with Wilson and it's not even turf. The link is Bermuda grass. You know, I even threw the Bermuda in there. It's, it's a concern for them, but is it a concern for them to a point where they don't have their foot on the gas pedal enough? That's one of the things I worry about and how sloppy they were tackling defensively, uh, how sloppy they were in so many different areas. That could be the case. I mean, you don't mind giving up two touchdowns, but man, it hurts and the, and the Eagles offense just drove right down the field on them. So, and the other thing too, Zach Wilson, what, the play he got hurt on, how he scampered out, he's been scampering out of the pocket in practice a lot this summer. What you practice is what you do in the games, and it's just natural. And that's not the reason why he got hurt, of course, but it goes to a bigger question of are they pressing these guys enough? It's a, it's a very delicate balance in terms of injury versus getting into football shape, and that's something that might be going through Salah's mind right now. 
couple of other things of note that Salah talked about in the post-game press conference. He said that Joe Flacco is somebody that everybody knows he believes has a lot left in the tank. So we'll see where the Zach Wilson news takes us. But Salah is clearly very confident, at least outwardly, about Joe Flacco. Talked a little bit about Quincy Williams' late hit on Jalen Hurts. We mentioned before about what Quincy Williams said to Rich Semini of ESPN. He called it egregiously awful. We saw on the sideline that Nick Sirianni was losing his mind about it. Salah said he spoke to Sirianni about it after the game. They did shake hands, so it looks like they were able to sort of put water under the bridge there. So glad that they were able to resolve that, Robbie, because obviously Nick Sirianni knows that Jalen Hurts is his starting quarterback. And whenever you see a play like that, your immediate thought is that it's a cheap shot in an unnecessary situation. So things can get heated. They did, but I'm glad that Salah was able to defuse it after the game. Yeah, it definitely was a cheap shot. You know, I didn't notice Sirianni get hot, um, not having the replay. Sometimes you get lucky and you get a TV near you where you get the replay, but not tonight. Uh, It was egregious, no doubt. And if I'm a coach, I'm going to get hot as well. But, you know, it sounds like he may have gotten a little too hot for the situation. It is football after all. Uh, but, hey, Salah, that's what Salah does. He, he diffuses situations in a way where, you know, he still wants a competitive atmosphere. But he's a gentleman, you know, first and foremost. So, you know, nothing, nothing bad there. I think it's a good thing. The night began with the speculation about Zach Wilson, but ended with the triumph of Chris Strebler, who gave us a very entertaining second half of preseason football. All you could really ask for in a situation like this. 24-21, the Jets end up winning this one on the road against the Philadelphia Eagles. And now there's some joint practices coming up with the Atlanta Falcons. Their next preseason game, of course, is going to be against the Falcons. The Jets are 1-0 heading into that game. Robbie Sabo, co-founder, JetsXFactor.com. Thanks so much for coming on and helping me recap the Jets' victory over the Philadelphia Eagles tonight in their preseason day. 24 to 21 at Lincoln Financial Field. Really appreciate it. For those that want to check out everything that you guys are doing over at jetsxfactor.com, you've got plenty of great content. What's going on over there? Uh, jetsxfactor.com. Lewitt's running through some film. Nania with the analytics. I should have a story about uh, Jets fandom as a whole. You know, the uh, exhilarating and depressing state of it. Old and young. Tomorrow at some point, Saturday. Um, so check it out, JetsXFactor.com, and a lot of good stuff there. Go ahead and check out JetsXFactor.com. Check out PlayLikeAJet.com, too, and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel, where the thunder from down under, Luke Grant, has some great All-22 breakdowns, including recent additions, Quan Alexander and Dwayne Brown. So if you want to learn about them, watch their tendencies on film. Those videos are available right now with a whole bunch of others over at youtube.com slash play like a jet. Also check out our store, tpublic.com. That's tee We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quinn and Williams, bless you. Thank you shirt. The Zach says go long shirt. The Zach the Ripper shirt, the play like a jet logo shirt, caps, mugs, hoodies. It's all there. tpublic.com. That's tee And be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes. If you haven't done that already. 
easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and playlikeajet.com. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.